book of Matthew, chapter number 9, the book of Mark, chapter number 2, and the book of Luke, chapter number 5. What a great week we've had. Amen. Our men went on a fishing trip, and they had a great time. I'm excited that they got to go on that. I was preaching camp meeting in New Mexico. We had a great move of God, and I got eat up by bed bugs. Amen. We had a group of our men that went into the prison at Meridian and uh, baptized 20 men in Jesus' name. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Amen. School of Prophets was going on this week. We had a lot of people there. We had a busy week, and God has moved and thankful for that. Matthew 9 and 17, Mark 2 and 22, and Luke 5, 37 and 39. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles. Else the bottles break and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. Mark 2 and 22, and no man putteth new wine into old bottles. Else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred. But new wine, what's that next word, those that are following along? must but new wine everybody say must. must new wine must be put into new bottles new wine must be put into new bottles Luke 5 37 I think I put 37 through 39 but I'm gonna read 37 through 38 and no man putteth new wine into old bottles Else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles perish. But new wine must be put into new bottles, and both are preserved. I'm going to preach a simple message this morning. Don't use old bottles. God, I pray that you help me to preach. Lord, I ask that you would minister to our congregation that's gathered here this morning, our online audience that's watching live, as well as those that will watch by some form of media in the future. Lord, I believe you've spoken this word into my spirit. Now speak it into this church. Let the word find good ground, O oh God, and let it bring forth a harvest in our lives. Lord, I pray that you would confirm your word with signs following. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost that we've already felt moving in this place, I pray, God, let it stir up somebody's mind and heart. Let it do a work of the Holy Ghost in this place, Lord. God, I thank you for it, and I praise you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Lift your voice with that hand clap before you're seated. Let's take a moment and let's worship the Lord for the power of his word. Hallelujah. Lord, I love you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Like I said, I'll be 51 later this week. 
I grew up in the 1970s and 1980s. That was shortly after the entire world was just black and white, became color. The world was different then. There were no plastic soft drink bottles. You didn't have to pay for water. When I was growing up, it was mostly glass bottles sold in eight packs. It came in a little plastic car or cardboard crate, little carrying case. If you brought the empty bottles back to the grocery store, you got a cash refund. The bottling companies, primarily Coke and Pepsi and RC Cola, would take the used glass bottles back hopefully wash them, but definitely refill and resell them. The company started having trouble with chipped glass or other things that were determined to be unsafe, and so they transitioned to cans. I remember when the canned sodas came out. Man, we thought that was new age. And then... They eventually transitioned to plastic. These young people, they don't know what to say. <laughs> I remember when two liters came out. Man, we thought it was awesome. You didn't have to have a bottle opener or anything. The companies had trouble with these reused bottles. Often they were brought back chipped or have a crack they had never really knew what someone had put in the bottles. Even though they claimed to sanitize the used bottles, you just were not quite sure what was in them. They finally began to phase out the reuse of returnable glass bottles. But those old glass bottles were used until the companies realized that it was unsafe to reuse them over and over again. They began to realize that it was better to have new bottles rather than old bottles. Anybody want to drink of water? I got an extra bottle. All right, Will, come on. Before you drink, just so you know, that bottle was, when we remodeled the prayer room, we took the old floor out, that was underneath the floor laying on the ground. So enjoy your drink of water. <laughs> Do you still want it? Okay. All right. He said no, not really. You can sit down then. <laughs> you lost your chance for a $20 bill. Just kidding. Common sense tells us not to put a clean drink into a dirty bottle. 
Anytime something is in the Bible, it's important. Anytime that something is in the Bible twice, it's very important. Anytime that it's in all three of the synoptic gospels, you better make sure that you know that what it's saying is important. The Bible teaches us that new wine doesn't go into old bottles. Jesus said no man puts new wine into old bottles. This statement is so precise that it reveals what was apparently a very basic life universally known truth in that generation that everybody knew you don't put new wine into an old bottle. This new wine was juice from the grape that had not fermented yet. Jesus said it matter-of-factly, no man, no one would put new wine into an old bottle. In the modern day language, you might say something like, only an idiot would put new wine into it. Only a moron. But the kind, gentle Savior didn't say that. He said, no man puts new wine into an old bottle. He said, it's common sense. It's common knowledge. Everybody knows. Jesus said, new wine must be not should be, not it's advisable, not it might be a good idea. He said new wine must be put into new bottles. It must go into new bottles so that the new wine and the bottle are not both wasted. Jesus was concerned with the new wine pouring out on the ground. He doesn't want the new wine to spill out of the old bottle. New wine is put into a new bottle so that the process of fermentation, the transformation on the inside can really happen. If it's in an old bottle, the change that's happening on the inside can't really take place except for that old. What he's saying is that what goes in wants to have a change in you. And if there's not room for you to grow, then that new wine is going to be wasted. And Jesus is not in the wasting business. A new wineskin is a bottle that still has its ability to stretch and grow and change so that what's on the inside doesn't spill out and become wasted. A new bottle or a new wineskin is still stretchable and growable and the product inside as it grows on the inside it begins to change and transform and stretch the outside. Amen. If new wine were to put into an old bottle, then as that change begins to happen, that bottle is unable to contain the pressure of what's trying to happen on the inside. And eventually, that old bottle will break and the wine is wasted and the bottle is ruined and Jesus doesn't want the wine to be wasted. He said, no man will pour new wine into an old bottle. Nobody would do it. It's unacceptable. It's not a common practice. It's not something that makes any sense. And if Jesus says no man will pour new wine into an old bottle, then it's reasonable to think that God wouldn't pour new wine into an old bottle. Amen. 
Praise God. You with me this morning? In the Bible, the new wine is symbolic. It's used often to represent the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you see a conversation about new wine, you can take it to be a parallel of what the Holy Ghost wants to do in us. The prophet Joel spoke about the new wine and compared it to the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And so Jesus is making a very real and very important statement to all people who want to be filled with the Spirit of God that no man puts wine into an old bottle. Hallelujah. It's not acceptable to pour new wine into an old bottle. He said it does not happen. It is not done. If no man would pour new wine into an old bottle, then God won't pour a good anointing of the Holy Ghost into an old, dirty lifestyle. And I preached to you a little while this morning. It stands to reason that God will not pour His Spirit into something that will be wasted. That means that if God... Now listen, this is an important point. Because if God baptized you with the Holy Ghost... That means that God believes you have the ability to be changed by the power of the Spirit of God. I'm not saying your life is perfect. I'm not saying everything is 100%. But I'm saying if God gave you the Holy Ghost, He believes you have the ability to be transformed by what He put on the inside of you. Amen. No man would put new wine into an old bottle. So can I tell you, no matter how messed up your life may have been, no matter how dirty you feel like you are, no matter how broken you feel like you are, no matter how many times you feel like you've messed up, the fact that God touched you with His Spirit is proof that God believes that you've got a better future than you do past, a better tomorrow than a new yesterday, that your future looks better than what's behind you, else he would not have poured new wine into you. I wish somebody that feels like you don't deserve it would just slip your hand up in the air and say, God, I thank you that you saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, that you saw something in me that nobody else could see. Oh, come on, somebody ought to praise him right now. Oh, I feel like the Lord's wanting me to preach this a little bit right now. I've come to tell you, don't let somebody tell you that you're not worth anything. If God gave you the Holy Ghost, you're worth everything. Hallelujah. Don't you let the devil talk you out of getting your breakthrough today. Jesus said, you don't put new wine in an old bottle. If you do, at some point, there's going to be a break. Can I cut to the chase this morning and tell you that you can't put new wine into an old lifestyle? That's the message in one sentence. You can't put new wine into an old lifestyle. A sinful lifestyle will not long hold the new wine. It may fit for a little bit. It may fit for a season, but it's not going to survive very long because what God put on the inside of you is changing inside. It's growing inside. There's a transformation happening inside. And if that, if that bottle doesn't have the ability to stretch, then what God wants to do inside of your new life 
It won't handle it. And so God wants you to know that if you're really going to grow and become what he wants you to be, you can't put the new wine into an old lifestyle. Hallelujah. New wine and old bottles are incompatible. New wine and old bottles don't work. Jesus said, I'm not going to give a fresh anointing into a vessel that's not willing to change with what I put on the inside of them. God says he doesn't want the new wine to be wasted and the bottle broken. Can I preach to you a little while this morning? I've watched people try to cram new wine into an old bottle and they never make it. I watch people get baptized with the Holy Ghost but never change their lifestyle. And they may last for a week or two, a month or two, but in the long run, at some point it breaks down. I've watched it happen where they try to put a new spirit and a new life into an old habit and an old lifestyle. And before long it all breaks down and the Holy Ghost is, you wonder why people come and they stay a while and then they leave? It's because they're trying to cram a new wine into an old lifestyle you got to say God I want you to change my life not just give me a temporary joy not just make me feel good on Sunday morning when I'm in the house of God but I want something that will transform me Every you can't put new wine into an old lifestyle Hallelujah. Can I tell you one reason why the devil fights holiness preaching so much? Because holiness preaching transforms the bottle. Holiness preaching brings to our consciousness the fact that there needs to be a change in our life. And when people resist the preaching of holiness from the word of God, what they're saying is, God, I want the new wine, but I want to keep my old bottle I want the feeling of the Holy Ghost, but I still want to run around in the bar room. I still want to smoke meth and crack. I still want to live my old perverted lifestyle. Give me the new wine, but don't change the bottle. And Jesus said, that's not the way it works. If you want new wine, you got to have a new bottle too. Oh, come on. Somebody ought to praise the Lord right now. God, look, I'm excited. I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited about what the Holy Ghost is doing. I'm excited. I think we baptized somewhere a little over 80 people this year in Jesus' name. Somewhere between 250 and 300 since March of 2020. I'm going to tell you, you want to know why that some of you are here and some of you aren't? It's because some of you said, God, change the bottle. God, if I got to be faithful to be, to be full of the Holy Ghost, then I'm going to rearrange my schedule so I can be in the house of God. If I got to go to the prayer room and get my spirit right before church starts, then that's what I'll do because I don't want to waste the new wine. Don't use old bottles. You saw visually how foolish it was for me to take clean water and put it in a dirty bottle. 
There wasn't a person in their right mind in this place that didn't think, my God, he's wasting the water. Now, I know there's some of you eggheads would drink it just to prove a point. But you're proving my, you're proving my service, my, my message, that only dumb people drink water out of dirty bottles. You're preaching my sermon for me. But most right-thinking people, when they saw me take that, that good, I remember when it was free, but you had to pay for this stuff now. When it was poured and you thought, man, that's silly. What a waste. That doesn't make any sense at all. Who in the world takes good, clean water and puts it in an old vessel except for one reason, to clean the old vessel up? God didn't give you the Holy Ghost while you were still in sin so you can just enjoy the Holy Ghost and sin. He put it inside to clean the vessel. That's why it's called the Holy Ghost, not the dirty ghost. The Holy Ghost, not the messy ghost. The Holy Ghost, not the drinking ghost and the drugging ghost and the pornography ghost. It's the Holy Ghost because it wants to get inside and make you clean. God, don't put the Holy Ghost in a dirty bottle. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you right now that God is challenging us to change our life to match the majesty of the gift that he's put inside of us. The glorious power of the Holy Ghost inside of every one of you. The Bible said it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of Jesus Christ on the inside of you. And that power it's all in him that power when we started singing about jesus christ the holy ghost began moving in here that same power is in every spirit-filled believer in this place but the holy ghost says don't put new wine in an old bottle he said it'll work for It'll work for a little bit. But as that, as that change begins to happen on the inside, he said the bottle will break. The most miserable person in the world is a Holy Ghost filled person that's not living right. They're not happy in the world. Because they're under conviction the whole time they're in the world. And they're not happy in the church because God's working on them when they come. And so they're not happy anywhere. You find somebody that's miserable all the time and I'll tell you somebody that God wants to turn their life around. But they're trying to put new wine into an old lifestyle. And so they begin to blame God. God, it's your fault. It's your fault, God. You, if you really wanted me to change, you'd change me. No, no, no. There's a responsibility on the life of every believer. Amen. To perfect holiness in the fear of God. God says, here, I'm going to show you what needs to be changed in your life. Now change it. We say, God, show me what needs to be changed in my life. And you change it for me while I just rest and relax and party on. No, no, no. God's not that way. God will convict your heart. 
and he'll deal with your spirit, but then it's up to you to say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to go there anymore. I'm not going to put that in my body anymore. I'm not going to put that on my body anymore. I'm not going to partake anymore. God, you just reveal it to me and do the work on the inside and I'll decide. I won't pour it. I won't use an old bottle. Hallelujah. Amen. Eventually the bottle breaks. Something happens in their life. The more that the new wine is forced into an old bottle, the more tense it becomes. That, that, that wine skin stretches and the tension, you can, it, 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 as it swells, the tension on, that, on that, that, that leather, on that skin begins, you can feel the tension. And at some point, that bottle is going to rupture. And when it ruptures, the bottle gets broken and the wine gets wasted. And there's some people this morning, you're at tension in your spirit. Because what the holy thing that God put inside of you doesn't fit into the chosen lifestyle that you've picked. The habits that you've created for yourself. The decisions that you've made. And so now there's tension in your life. And that tension manifests itself in interpersonal relationships. It manifests itself in discouragement. When you come to church... You feel a conviction, and some people, in order to not feel it, they avoid church. It's the tension of the new wine trying to be stuffed into an old bottle. You feel like you're at a standstill with God. You feel like there hasn't been a touch of new wine in a long time, and I submit to your consideration that perhaps it's a possibility that God has decided to no longer pour new wine into an old bottle. And until you make some changes to the bottle, you're going to be in a spiritual drought. Amen. I know this isn't shouting preaching right now, but this is life changing. Stick in the house of God and grow through your issues preaching. God may not give you a fresh outpouring if he knows you're not willing to change the bottle. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not only preaching outward holiness, I'm preaching inward holiness. I'm talking about inside and out, changing our lifestyle, our habits, where we go, what we do, how we talk, how we treat people. Amen. Doing sermon surgery. Praise God. God, help us to examine ourselves. Help me to look at my life, God. And help me to see the changes that you want to make in my life so that I don't keep wasting new wine. So that I don't pray through on Sunday and then by Monday night it's wasted because I've tried to put it back into my old habits and the old way of living. I've tried to squeeze it back into my old way of talking and my old way of singing and my old way of acting. I tried to take the holy thing you're doing in me and I tried to squeeze it back into my worldly lifestyle and God has brought nothing but tension to my life. But God, if you'll give me grace, I'll begin to change the bottle. I'll begin to change the bottle. I'll begin to let the Holy Ghost do something in me that changes who I hang out with and what I do and what I talk about and what I watch and what I listen to. You don't have to say amen, but I'm doing some good preaching right now. I'm going to change the things that I do in my life because I understand that I can't force the Holy Ghost into an old bottle and I don't want to waste what you've done in my family and in my life. 
There's nothing more tragic. There's nothing more tragic than an apostolic Pentecostal that ends up in hell. But it's going to happen. There's nothing more tragic than a family that used to come to church together and worship God together that one by one the family begins to fracture, break down, backslide, become worldly and carnal. Because they let they, they kept trying to put the new wine into an old lifestyle when God was calling on the lifestyle to change. Don't use old bottles. Don't use old bottles. Don't use old bottles. There's going to be a breakdown in your life at some point. Jesus said they will break. Jesus said they will break. No man puts new wine into old bottles, else the new wine bursts the bottles, and the wine is spilled, the bottle is marred, but new wine must, must, must be put into new bottles. This generation doesn't long tolerate somebody telling them how to live. But let me tell you, I'm not telling you how to live. The Bible's telling us how to live. And I want the promise of the Bible. I want the benefits of the Bible. I want the joy of the Bible. So if I want the promise, the benefit, and the joy of the Bible, then I've got to be willing to take on the lifestyle of the Bible. God, teach me to pray. God, teach me to be worshipped. Teach me to be faithful. God, teach me to live right. Teach me to walk uprightly. Don't let me put my new wine in an old bottle. Bishop Wilson, I, I, was, uh, I was on this campground in New Mexico. Man, they're wonderful people. And it's a beautiful campground. Man, it's nestled in the mountains high up in New Mexico. Man, it's beautiful elk all over the place, mule deer everywhere. Amen. If I, if, if, if I thought I could have got a tag, I'd have walked right out the back of my cabin and killed me an elk. I saw a big six by six one day. I hope, I wish they had camp in hunting season and invited me to come preach it. I'd go kill them a camp meeting. But uh, no cell service. They have Wi-Fi only on during church so they could live stream the services. I was isolated. Didn't have, I flew in, so I didn't have my own car. And so in the afternoons, I'd go to my room, and i go back and listen to some old sermons, Brother Patton. I listened to T.G. McNeely preach a message, a classic message titled Trophies of Hell. Carson, while I was listening to that sermon, I decided I'm going to ask every one of our young preachers to go online, not while I'm preaching right now, and look up T.G. McNeely, Trophies of Hell. You can find it on, uh, you can find the audio on YouTube, you can find it on podcast. And this preacher, preached in the 70s, I believe, this preacher preached about his daddy who was a long-time pastor in the 20s and 30s and 40s. And this long-time pastor, at some point, something happened in his walk with God. I didn't, I, I 
didn't expect this story to come out in the, in the message. I hadn't listened to it in decades. He said he remembered as like a 13, 14-year-old boy in church, his dad walking to the pulpit, reading a letter of resignation, walking out of the church, moving in with the lady in the community, left his wife and children, talked about how they would collect bottles and sell them to have enough. They'd pool their money. All the kids would go out and sell bottles and, and trade stuff. And they would, they would wash clothes for people. And they'd collect their coins and collect their money just to have barely enough money to eat. Their dad living it up in town. A man died in a bar room of a heart attack. can't use an old bottle. There's no one in this building that's so spiritual to God that the devil can't trip you up. And it starts with trying to put a fresh anointing in an old bottle. Lord, I'm asking you right now. I got pages left. I, I've, I've got pages of, of notes left. I don't feel like preaching these notes right now. I've got six pages. I've got six pages of notes left. But I feel like you've got the point. I would that every head in this place would bow right now and begin to ask God, Lord, help me to not use an old bottle. God, don't let me get, take what I get in a service like this and then when I walk out the doors, try to squeeze it back into my old lifestyle. If you've got people in your life that spiritually drain you, you need to limit how much you allow them access to your life. There's people you can't be around and live right, then you can't be around them. Doesn't mean they're not good people, it means they're not good for you. Don't say, God, let me talk in tongues at church on Sunday night. Let me meet a drug dealer in the back room somewhere on Monday night. God, don't let me try to squeeze new wine into an old bottle. Help me to change the bottle. God, I'm not going to ask you to keep baptizing me with the Holy Ghost when I keep putting the same stuff into my spirit. Watching the same junk. Going to the same places. Doing the same thing. God, I don't want to keep using an old bottle. I need a change in my life. The life of the new wine is so much better than what Babylon's wine has. 
The things offered by the Holy Ghost, the joy, the peace, is so much better than what anybody gets out in the world. Don't use an old bottle. God, help me right now to get this message to somebody. Lord Jesus, come on, help me pray all over this place. I'm telling all of our new people, don't get to the point where you say, God, I've done enough. This is as far as I'm willing to go. I'm not willing to change my lifestyle at all anymore. God, take it or leave it. This is all you get from me. He said, I never talk to God that way, but we do it every day when we decide that we've gone far enough in what we've given God of our lives. Don't use an old bottle. Can I tell our new members that you're struggling with addictions and struggling with things? You got to fight against that stuff. You got to say, God, change my life. I want to serve you. God, I don't want my old life back. I want to walk in the Holy Ghost. I want to walk in the peace of your spirit. So don't try to put a new walk with God into an old lifestyle. God, whatever I got to do to change, that's what I want to do. That's why we have prayer meetings on Monday night. If you're weak on Monday night, don't sit at home and be weak. Come and pray. Somebody will pray with you. That's why there's, there's ladies' prayer groups on Tuesday. So you can have an opportunity for change. That's why we have church on Wednesday, life groups on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, church on Sunday, because we want you to know that every day there's somebody here to help you, somebody here to pray with you, somebody. There's a, there's a venue for your bottle to change, but you got to commit to becoming what God wants you to be. Praise God. Why don't you lift your hands all over this place? I, 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 my default setting is evangelist, but today I, I feel the pressure to be a pastor to somebody and tell you that it's time for you to change the bottle. Don't use an old bottle. God, help me to make the real changes in my life that will help me sustain what you want to do with my life, God. Help me to, help me to alter my lifestyle. However I got to do it so I can walk with you and be filled with your spirit and be saved, God. I don't want the bottle to break. I don't want the wine to be wasted. Come on, let's pray all over this place. I feel the hand of God. There's some people that are growing by leaps and bounds today. If you'll take this message to your life, you'll grow by leaps and bounds in your walk with God. You'll, you'll find that you're going to make drastic growth in your spirit if you'll apply this message to your life. It's not going to be up and down, up and down, up and down all the time. There'll be a, because you've made up your mind, I'm changing the bottle. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray all over this place. I feel like the Holy Ghost is trying to deal with somebody. Some of you have hit a wall in your spiritual life. And the wall is the fact that there's some things in your lifestyle that God wants to change. Some things in your habits that God wants to change. Because it's new wine. It's new wine. But you don't, want, you don't want it in an old bottle. It'll break. At some point, you're going to have a breaking point. And when it breaks, it's going to hurt everybody around you. 
become a trophy of hell. Oh, come on. It's prayer room time all over this place. Now, now's not time to patty cake pray. Now's time to pray. I need intercessors that know how to touch heaven. God's dealing with some folks. There's some people God's dealing with your heart. You ought to bring yourself to an altar today and say, God, help me to change the bottle. If God's dealing with you, you shouldn't let anything keep you from coming to the altar right now. I know in a few minutes I can make it easy and have everybody come, but sometimes you just got to be willing to step out and say, God, I need to change. God, there's some things. I need to make some adjustments to my lifestyle. I got to make some adjustments to the way I live. I got to make some adjustments to the things that I'm doing in my life because I don't want to waste what you've given me, God. I don't want the new wine to spill out and be wasted. Oh, come on. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The goodness of God is here. It's not judgment day. This is not judgment. This is mercy. This is the grace of God. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's right. Hey, if you, if you want to come help somebody pray, come on. There's people in the altar. So you don't have to know what they're dealing with and you don't have to know what they're going through. But your simple hand on their back. You don't have to tell them anything. Just your hand on their back to let them know I'm here with you. I'm praying for you. You're not by yourself. You're not on your own. God, help me to know how to possess my vessel in sanctification. Teach me, God. Teach me, God, how to change this old bottle. Oh, that's right. Come on. The Lord is moving here. Hallelujah. The grace of God is here. You need to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, folks. Be sensitive to the Spirit. There should be a, a single person praying by themselves right now. There ought to be somebody. You don't have to, again, you don't have to talk to them. You don't have to, you don't have to tell them. Just, just be there for them.
there's an outpouring of the Holy Ghost here right now. You ought to lift your voice to heaven and let God baptize you with a touch from heaven. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you ought to be baptized this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a renewing of the Spirit. God, that's right. The hand of God's on your life. God brought you here to bless you. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray your Spirit to touch this children today. God, by the mighty power of your hand, Lord. That's right. God's here to bless you. This is this is turnaround day. This is turnaround day. This is life change day. This is the this is the day my life pivots and I step forward into a fresh anointing. right now. God's turning lives around. There's some real change happening here right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let fresh anointing be poured out on people. Lord, those that maybe they haven't come up, but they're hungry in their spirit for a fresh anointing. God, I pray for a fresh baptism of the Spirit of God all over this house right now. Come on, if, if you're not around the altar, why don't you just raise your hand up and say, God, I'd like to have you touch me fresh with the Holy Ghost. God, I'd like you to touch me fresh with your spirit. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. God, I pray. How many people that, maybe you're not doing a bunch of stuff, but you'd still like a fresh touch from heaven. You ought to throw your hand up into the, the air and say, God, let the new wine be poured out in Bethlehem today. God, in the, in the front, in the back, all over this place, let a fresh anointing sweep into your house, God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, come on. All over this place, there ought to be a baptism of the Holy Ghost. There ought to be baptism of the Spirit between pews and in the aisles and in the altar, in the sound booth, in the control room. It ought to happen all over this place today. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead, lift your voice. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, pour a baptism of joy on your people. God, let peace that passes understanding fill this place. Let somebody find hope today for their walk with you. 
Let somebody find hope for their family today. Let somebody find hope for their spirit today. Oh God, let somebody find hope for their walk with you. God, where there's been dryness, let there be a fresh move of your spirit. God, where we've allowed the enemy to encroach on our lifestyle, help us to push back against the encroachment of the enemy. over to somebody nearby and just pray one for another. Just ask the Lord to encourage your brother and sister. God, to give them strength. There's some good people with real struggles.
there's struggles and problems doesn't mean they're not good people. It just means they're struggling and we can help. Pray one for another. Ask the Lord for his grace, for his mercy. For his help, for his healing. Spiritual healing, emotional healing, physical healing. For health and body, mind and spirit. something good about them to build them up you can do it you can make it you can be an overcomer thank you Jesus oh that's right come on let's pray let's continue to pray for a few moments let's not get too big of a hurry Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for your goodness, for your mercy and grace. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you should give serious consideration today to go into the water and being baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission, for the washing away of your sins. It's a brand new start in life. The Bible says when you're baptized into Christ, you put on Christ and become a brand new creation in Him. And you can walk out of here brand new today. And when you've been baptized in Jesus' name and repented, then you have the promise that you can receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord sent down from heaven. Amen. And this certifies that Nicole Wilkerson was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? Let's give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Now let's lift our voice with that hand clap and let's thank him for his presence. One quick reminder before we dismiss, we do have first step in the S&P Wilson Center. Other than that, we are dismissed in the name of Jesus.